0: Welcome to the Augusta Golf Show podcast. Now, here's John Patrick. Matt Adams is the host of Fairways of Life, heard and seen every weekday, 8 a.m. on his website, fairwaysoflife.com. Matt is also a Golf Channel contributor. Pleasure to welcome Matt Adams back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Matt?
1: I'm well, John Patrick. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me back.
0: Same to you. How, How are the holidays
1: for you? Good. Uh, For me, it's great because we we basically, from a live show perspective, from my NBC Golf Channel work perspective, I take December off. So it's the one time a year that I get a chance to play a little golf and kind of hang out with the friends. So I I come back at this time of year all fired up. How about you?
0: Same thing. I, I don't get the month off, but I do come back all fired up. It's taken me a long time to get that way. I used to come back sluggish, but for some reason, I come back all fired up now. Um, Good. I mentioned the program. Uh, you can watch the show on your site, but it's also available on a lot of different platforms. So while I have you, uh, name the other places someone can watch and watch the show.
1: Well, the year that just concluded, twenty two, was was a big transitional year for the Fairways of Life show because we are a digital radio show that's available on every platform that you get your you know audio from around mm-hmm. the world. But we launched the show as a tel- television program as well, which our primary television distribution is YouTube. So if people find Fairways of Life on YouTube, they're going to be able to watch the daily live show. But also in 22, we launched a national television broadcast, which has really kind of, I guess, fundamentally changed everything that we do because of the massive platform that that represents. For example, where, where you are, Our new affiliate for 2023 down there is Bally Sports South and Bally Sports Southeast. So we'll be on those seven southern states on that system. Uh, We just signed Madison Square Garden Network out of uh, New York City. We're in the Midwest. It's anchored through NBC Sports Chicago, and that's on top of our NBC Sports affiliates around the country, other Bally Sports, New England Sports Network, Root Sports, uh, AT&T Sportsnet, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's been a really cool transition, and for you and I that have been friends and talking for years about kind of the changes in media, uh, this has been a huge change for us and a really fun and big one for us.
0: I'm sure it has. Congratulations on all of that. And I don't want to get deep into the broadcasting weeds. People don't really care. Any streaming situations?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, we're going we're gonna to be streaming every single day as well. And believe it or not, you're going to be amazed when I tell you this. We use a service called Restream. They're based out of the Ukraine. Huh. And obviously when the war started a year ago, we thought, how long is our service going to be able to hang in there? I don't know where they are in the country, but this service is carrying on, uh, hands pressed together, praying for their, for their safety. That is a service that we use that takes our main feed and sends it out over dozens and dozens of different touch points. So okay. there's a lot of different ways to get us, depending on how people consume their, you know, their media content. Now,
0: all right, um, let's talk about the upcoming season. Do you expect this season to be a little less volatile?
1: <laughs> no. Uh. Uh, the, the funny thing is, in the world of golf, right now, is is there's there's two halves. Every interview that I do or when I'm on the air, we're talking about this volatility that exists in the game of golf, and it sure does, and it will continue to harness. However, the game has two sides like a coin. On the one side, there is the game itself. Notwithstanding whatever happens with the economy, and there are some ominous signs there, but the game is actually stronger than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, clubs with waiting lists to get in, record numbers of rounds, et cetera, et cetera. How that plays into, for example, like equipment, like your audience be listening, going, what to talk about here with the new equipment? There is actually a backlog in the industry right now because of the difficulty getting product out of the casting houses that slowed down through the supply chain like it did in every other facet of life. All that product now delivered. So there is product in the marketplace. There are deals in the marketplace in terms of buying equipment, et cetera. So the game of golf at large is incredibly healthy. However, the game of golf on a competitive level, now we're talking PGA Tour, DP World Tour, the former European Tour, and of course, uh, the Live Golf League, they are still at war. They will be at war for some time next month. We have a major ruling coming down in the UK as to whether or not Live players will continue to be allowed or not to play in the DP World Tour. We're aware of the litigation going back and forth between the PGA Tour and Live right now, I don't see any of that settling down anytime soon, although there are more and more voices, most recently, uh, John Rahm this week at the Century, Patrick Cantley this week at the Century, where the players are starting to say, look, we're not judging somebody else for going to a different league. It doesn't matter to us what league they play for when we're playing with or against them uh, at a major championship. We're still playing golf. We're still hitting a golf ball. We're still competing to see who finishes on top. So from that standpoint, ironically, John Patrick, I actually think the majors in 2023 are going to get even stronger because of the one place that all the world's yeah. top players will be together.
0: Yeah. And we're talking, by the way, with Matt Adams here on the Augusta Golf Show. Do you look for more defections, named defections?
1: Yeah, I think there, there will be continue to be some movement there because the money is just too big, although you you are starting to hear more hints uh, from the, the insiders on, on the uh, Live League, that perhaps the, the backers, uh, the public investment fund, as part of the Saudi royal family, might be looking for a little bit more of what they call ROI, return on investment there. Yeah. And if that's the case, uh, then the ground might not be quite as stable. Don't know. It's massive speculation on my part. Uh, But I'm just hearing more of it or seeing more of it in general media circles in terms of what their expectations are. For example, we don't know yet what's going on with LiveGolf and with the television package. Last year, they were streamed live on YouTube. Will that be the plan going forward? We thought that there was some talk about them either paying for airtime or getting a deal with uh, 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 some kind of a major network out there. There were a number of different names that were floated around. But here we are in January, we haven't heard anything yet. So I'm not sure where that stands and what one can draw from that. Uh, But again, I guess it all goes back to your original question about how it all represents the fact that it's volatility in the year that stands before us.
0: Are you expecting big things from the big names, Rory, JT, Rom? Are you expecting big things?
1: Yes, I am. It's funny because... uh, I had Mark Carnivale, who you know on the, mm-hmm. on the program today, in 1992 Arnold Palmer Award recipient as Rookie of the Year. And I said, uh, Carney, if I could give you Rory, John Rahm, or other, and you could either define the other or just leave it as other, but you had to pick one and only one for 2023, who would you pick? And uh, he went with Rory McIlroy, to his credit. Now, you look at Rory McIlroy at 33 years old, now, Rory says that his game is in a better place. His body is in a better place than it ever has been before. He's coming off winning a third FedEx Cup. He won the race to Dubai in that in that battle and out with John Rahm down the stretch, which was part of the reason that I'm naming John Rahm as well. Plus, you've got Rory McIlroy, who I think got his Irish flared up in the fact that you know when you come out strongly on one side or another of any issue, as we now know in the red state blue state world that we live in you're going to get attacked from one side or the other. Some people on both. And for Rory McIlroy, he was taking a lot of heat because of the position that he was taking strongly supporting the PGA Tour. And sometimes from people that are, were longtime uh, friends and competitors of his. I think that that has kind of focused his motivation. Hmm. I think that Rory feels like he has something that he wants to prove. One guy's opinion of it, but I think it's kind of fuel for the fire. So, yeah, I do expect big things from Rory. John Rom, I expect big things from John Rom too, because here you heard John Rom chirping recently about the fact that the events that he's been playing in, they're not getting world ranking points that he thinks they should get. He was talking about the RSM Classic versus uh, the Dubai World Championship in that particular regard. Mm-hmm. John Rom is also a guy that's going, you know, I think we all need to kind of cool our jets here of casting good guys and bad guys in the game of golf, everybody's out here just playing the game of golf. So for all those reasons, here's, he's willing to stand up and speak his mind and assert himself in the position that he has greatly earned too. So I think, I I actually think it's a coin toss between which one of those two, if I had to pick just two uh, that could come out on top, but we're seeing such good play from so many. And then you have young players like Tom Kim who are thrust onto the scene Uh, Will Zalatoris is now a winner on the tour. If his back holds up, what can you expect from him, especially relative to the majors? So I don't know. I think the table is set for a feast of golf.
0: Do you have any expectations from Tiger?
1: No, not really. I I know that that's probably not the popular thing to say, that everybody wants to fall in line and go, you know, Tiger, if if he has one magical week, he can do magical things. I thought it was great. The the only time I really got to see him – hit shots where that were at the match, which was a small window, a small sample. And then at the PNC. And in both cases, I was impressed at how he was hitting the ball when he hit it well off the tee, but his body is not well. It it, it looks to, from an observer's standpoint, it looks like that right leg has not gotten better. Maybe it's gotten worse. Can't tell. Uh, So from that standpoint to expect Tiger to do well, as he said, playing in the majors and maybe a couple of other events where he has vowed that he's going to walk, and we know the, the burden and the, and the damage that that apparently does to his body over the course of the week and the rounds. Uh, I don't think there's reason to that we can possibly expect much from Tiger. There's always the hope, but in terms of expectations that you asked me for specifically, no, I don't really have uh, high ones.
0: He's Matt Adams. He's the host of Fairways of Life. You can see it, hear it. On his website, fairwaysoflife.com, and as Matt mentioned, numerous, numerous platforms. Um, I always You always say yes when I ask this at the beginning of the year, and I deeply appreciate it. Thank you, Matt.
1: Uh, it's my pleasure. my friend. It always is a yes. Anytime I can come on with you, it's an honor. Uh, and, and I know the, the position and the reputation that you have developed globally, nationally, and what you do uh, in your marketplace is incredibly impressive, John Patrick. It's very nice of you to say. Thank you, Matt. We'll talk soon. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you.